so welcome to another installation of the house 94 podcast uh we have another fantastic topic today this is a good one i mean we had civil rights we had uh we had uh, mental health we've had several other topics but this is one that is timely as all of our topics are timely and uh we're gonna get some good insight from brothers today and as we get into the discussion on black lives matter so uh we're just gonna jump right in instead of get into a big dialogue to start with uh we got a few questions we want to run around the panel but just to start with uh crump why don't you give us a, an update on what is Black Lives Matter, just so we can set the context and set the stage for the discussion. What is Black Lives Matter? So from my understanding, Black Lives Matter is a loose affiliation of people all across the country. It was founded by, I believe, some women who were LGBT, uh, also LGBT uh, activists. Not really certain about that, but um, I know that they kind of cross paths in that genre. But um, essentially a loose group an affiliated group that you know after the shooting in ferguson uh with i believe it was mike brown um they got a lot of um a, a lot of airplay um based upon the protests that occurred uh right after that shooting in uh, ferguson missouri and uh essentially um they have chapters all over the country all over major cities um and but there is no from what i can see any centralized leadership it's pretty much a loose affiliation of or of, of people who you know pretty much have a common goal um to protest police brutality um and i'm certain there are other things that they have on their agenda but obviously with the the things that are going on or went on when they first came about police brutality was probably the top thing that they wanted to focus on um, I can jump in for a minute, Crump. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it, it, they started with a hashtag after Trayvon Martin in 2013. Okay. Pre predated um, um, Mike Brown. So um, the hashtag uh, started in 2013 and started building a lot of momentum. And then, it, it, like you said, um, when Mike Brown incident happened in Ferguson, that's when um, they started hitting the streets and doing some protesting. Um, but actually they went back a year or so before that um, and hashtag went viral with the uh, Trayvon Martin killing. Gotcha. You know, based upon that, I mean, they've taken it worldwide, you know, with every, every single thing that has occurred since Mike Brown, all the police uh, incidents, police shootings that have occurred in our black communities, they have pretty much been a primary focus and primary target of the radical right, <laughs> right? And so uh, I think one of the things is that uh, because they don't have any centralized leadership, uh, that may be an issue because, you know, anybody who has a Black Lives Matter shirt who goes and maybe diverts from, you know, what their agenda is then becomes you know, essentially the pinpoint, they get, the whole, the whole movement gets blamed for whatever actions that they do that may not be part of the agenda. And I, I so, kind of take that as a, a I'm with you on a, a portion of that, but I kind of see that as a positive and a negative, that they're centralized um, network that way. Unlike uh, with the civil rights movement with, uh, let's say uh, MLK, once he was shot and killed, we kind of took the head of it out 
Um, he wasn't by any means the only one, but he was the recognized leader. And we you know in any organization, you take the recognized leader down. Um, a lot of times, the, uh, the network will fall. Uh, let, me, let me jump in on that too, Lou. But everything I've been reading, man, with Black Lives Matter, Antifa, even the white nationalists, they, they that's the way they want it. They don't want to have a leader. Mm-hmm. They want it to be able to, you know, any city, any community, somebody just kind of follow, you know, follow what's going on and take the lead. So they don't want to have a centralized leader. Right. So they do have... They do have um, 13 principles that if you're going to align yourself with the Black Lives Matter, that they uh, they want you to follow. And those include restorative justice, where they're working for freedom and justice for Black people and all people. Empathy, they want uh, their people to embrace empathy, engage comrades with intent to learn about and connect with uh, within their context. Uh, loving engagement is number three, committed to embodying and practicing justice, liberation, and peace in their engagements with each and with each other. Diversity, committed to acknowledging and respecting and celebrating differences and commonalities. Globalism, seeing themselves as part of the Black global family and aware of different ways they're impacted or privileged as Black folk who exist in different parts of the world. Queer affirming, committed to fostering queer affirming network, gathered with intent of freeing themselves from the tight grip of um, heteronormative thinking or the belief that all heterosexuals, all are heterosexuals unless they disclose otherwise. Transforming, committed to embracing and making space for trans brothers and sisters to participate, participate and lead committed to being self-reflexive and doing the work required to dismantle as gender privilege and uplift black folks, trans trans folks, especially black trans women who continue to be disproportionately impacted by trans antagonistic violence. Number eight, collective value, guided by the fact that all black lives, regardless of perceived sexual identity and gender identity, gender expression, economic status, disability, religious belief or disbeliefs, immigration status or other location matters. Intergenerational committed to fostering an intergenerational and communal network free of ageism. And black families committed to making spaces for the family friendly and enable parents to fully participate with their children. Committed to dismantling patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts that require them to mother in private, even as they participate in justice work. Black villages committed to disrupting Western prescribed nuclear family structure, primarily by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, and especially our children, to the degree mothers and parents and children are comfortable. Unapologetically Black, unapologetically Black in their positioning, in affirming Black Lives Matter, they need not qualify their position to love and desire freedom and justice for themselves is a necessary prerequisite for wanting the same for others. And then 13, black women committed to building a black woman affirming space free from sexism, misogyny, and male-centeredness. Hearing that, this is the first time I've heard their, um, you know, their platform like that, if you will, if you want to refer to it as that. 
I wonder how many of the people that are out there under the flag of Black Lives Matter know all that stuff is packed in there. It just to me that seems like a lot to put into the singular message. But, well, yeah, yeah, but Carl, Carl, what's on their website? This is www.blacklivesmatter.com. No, I think he's right. I think a lot of folks uh, do not have not probably educated themselves on those principles. Go by what, what's in the news, and we we think of you know essentially social justice and and you know combating police brutality. But I don't think a lot of folks really know those other principles that they abide by. And so, and, and you've educated me just by simply stating those principles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, uh, you know, a, a lot of them, you know, are, you know, I can just say for myself, being kind of a, a, a moderate is that, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with, with everything, but I think it, it, I think I'm leaning toward, probably more toward what they're saying, um, given the times. But uh, I think a lot of people probably may have issue with that. I don't know, you know? I mean, hey, but Jay, you, you look at it, although they do have those principles in them, and they was, they was pretty good, they, they, they were realistic. However, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, the majority of the people are falling in a trend. I mean, people are capitalizing off of Black Lives Matter with merchandise, uh, with uh, creating events, and you know, and selling tickets, and so raise, and, you know, and they call it raising money, but people are putting money in their pocket off of the quote "Black Lives Matter," mm-hmm. and um, and it's amazing that nobody took the time out, even including myself and a couple of us, to go to the website. <laughs> you know, the thing about it is, the merchant. I was. I bought a sign before I went to the website that said Black Lives Matter to put out in front of the house. Well, see, I think the I think the average person believes that this is really all about uh, being anti-police brutality and vigilanteism. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where, like, with the, the Ferguson situation, Trayvon Martin situation, and all the myriad and sundry other, I mean, shit. It's like it's like almost every couple days, it's another situation. The, but the I would say the, 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 the vigilanteism, I don't, I would not necessarily agree with that. I think that's what the the right kind of puts in there. You know, well, they, I, I think you gotta, I think you gotta bring Trayvon Martin along because that's a part of the narrative. You know what I'm saying? So that wasn't a police situation, but it was, you know, a coward out that got beat up and had to shoot the, shoot the young man because he's getting his ass kicked. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I think you got to bring that along with it because that's a part of the concept to me of Black Lives Matter. But obviously, they got thirteen postulates that uh, that go in a lot of different directions beyond that. And to me, yeah. I, do, I took it more as because um, I wasn't aware of, of most of that either until I researched it. Um, I took it as more of a human humanitarian type stance, um, um, which is separate from what their policy demands are. That's how they want their. Um, so what policy demands? Policy demands include uh, decarceration in the United States. Uh, so What's that again? Decarceration. So decarceration. Decarceration, eliminating the prison population. Exactly, or okay. reducing significantly. Um, slavery reparations, into mass surveillance, investment in public education, 
community control of the police, empowering the residents in the communities of color to hire and fire police and issue subpoenas, decide disciplinary uh, consequences and exercise control over city funding of the police. Okay, so, so Lou, that the last one defunding the police, the last one you said. Well, I didn't say defunding. I said uh, okay, controlling the uh, city funding of the police. Okay. I think that's a more that's a, a more uh, articulate way of saying defunding the police. Yeah. <laughs> they probably will defund it. Um, but that's, I mean, not, they did that's not the term that they use. Okay. I but, totally but, disagree with that. I totally. But, yeah, but, 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 but listen, first of all, you got to understand that defunding is subject to interpretation. Because, of course, the right is going to say defunding means essentially eliminating the police yeah, department. That's what it means. Taking away that militarization. Well, well that's you not, what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's what they necessarily, said. That's not necessarily what it has to mean. That's okay. why they shouldn't have named okay. it defunding okay. police. That's, they shouldn't go with that slogan. And, yeah. and, and that goes to my point, Cloud, is yeah. that my issue right now is with the lack of centralized leadership. Yeah. Although I agree with Lou on the fact that, you know, once you if you do have a centralized leader and something happens, you kind of that's like getting rid of the head and the movement kind of mm -hmm. goes down. The problem is, is that you run into a situation where you have to like you're 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 just running around with your, your head cut off. You don't have any any straight goal. Yeah. And so my thing is, is that you've got to be able to say. All right, where do we pick up off? Where what what are what are our goals and how do we keep going? So Jay, defunding the police, that slogan that they created or policy they want to implement, what impact do you think it's gonna have on the community? Who do no, you think that's my, gonna my point is to answer your question is is that without any particular goals. Mm -hmm. They're defunding the police, essentially, in my interpretation and what I can gather, is not taking out the police department, but yeah. using some of the money that you're using in all this militarization mm -hmm. that we see, you know, where the cops are looking like damn, you yeah. know, uh, Navy SEALs and Army Rangers out here, yeah. using some of that money to provide programs, mental health programs, uh, programs in the community whereby the cops do not have to come in and have to address every situation, right? So when you call 911, right, um, if it's a non-emergency, cops are coming to the door and dealing with issues that are not emergency situations. They're dealing with mental health issues. They're like the, albeit, they're like the caveat. They catch all. And they're not trained to handle that. Why put all these resources in the cops for things that they cannot necessarily handle because they're not trained for? You've got to de-escalating de means taking some of that funding and providing it and putting it in places where those people who are trained, who are social service servants or whatever, can go out to particular neighborhoods or, or, or houses or apartment buildings or projects where they can address those concerns and it's not the cops, and they're better trained for it. Now, will they need maybe some backup? 
perhaps so, but I would rather let somebody who is trained to deal with a domestic issue that can be de-escalated than a cop who's out of the force, who's got a gun, and at the, at the end of the day, he's got so many issues going on, he's stressed out or what have you, he doesn't know how to handle that situation. So don't let him handle that situation. Well, yeah, okay, so I never, I don't know what's a part of the training for police. I, and I, I don't even know if they even implement a psychological type of training, you know, different exercises of uh, situations. You know, like in the corporate, they bring in all types of trainers, leadership training, they bring in uh, speech training, they bring in all types of stuff and they invest in their talent. Now, as far as these major cities around here, uh, or what they and, and how these cops are reacting to our people, meaning black people, how they react to us when they're out there doing their job, so-called doing their job is unacceptable. Now, I think policies, better policy, po po police policies, that's where we need to start. And we need to get that data, we need to track some data to back it up to implement better policies for police, period. And then who, who, um, who polices the police themselves? I mean, that, that, that's... Well, it's, 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 the, it's the leadership that we need to, to focus on, that, the leadership that we put in play. But let me, let me just address this real quick, uh, mm -hmm. what you said, Lou. I, I've represented police officers in, in, uh, in you as a, you know, outside counsel for their union, mm -hmm. in four or five, what they call fire trial board hearings, police trial board hearings or whatever. And one of the things that the problem is, is when you say who polices the police, is that the answer is nobody, really, right? And, and, and that's what... Union, the police union is the strongest, mm -hmm. the strongest union yeah. in the country. I represent unions for a living, not the working man for a living. Outside counsel for the American Federation of Government Employees for 15 years and they have collective bargaining agreements and you get fired from the government, whatever, your ass is pretty much gone, actually, after you go through the process. For police officers, it's a fucking different, I'm sorry for the curse words, but it's a different story. You've got so many layers. You've got to do something so asinine to get eliminated from the police force um, these days. And so, and what I mean by asinine, I've represented officers where they, essentially left their keys in the car to go get dry cleaning and then somebody took off with their police for took off with their police vehicle like literally i've represented people that that for that that will eliminate you as a police officer but as far as a killing yeah you bitch, still you good you good if you kill somebody oh, you're good. You're good. that's what i like about one of your policy demands is um the residents having more control um well, I think it's not necessarily about residents having control because that's the way they. That's the way they. That's the way they. I get that word to me. I think the most effective thing you can get to do police reform is to decouple the relationship between the police department and the local DA, because the police and yeah. local DA work hand in hand in in, in bringing justice to the community. Mm -hmm. So when a police officer is involved in a situation, 
somebody else other than their partner because yeah. they're yeah. partners. Somebody it else needs to be independent. Needs to be independent. Needs to be independent. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't, it really needs to be the Justice Department. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. The only problem right. is going to be you're, that you're absolutely gonna, right. You're absolutely right. The only, the the only problem with that though is the only problem with that. Let me just finish real quick. The only problem with the Justice Department is the Justice Department, the, the tenor of the Justice Department swings like a pendulum from administration to administration. Yeah. Normally, yeah. you would think they would just run it down the line and it would just be like good stewards of community trust. But now, just like Bill Barr, man, yeah. they, could, they could put us in chains and he wouldn't give a shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. During the Obama administration, it was a whole different bag. And that's one thing they should get away from. And that's why they had, uh, I think they were at one point, the, uh, the, the Attorney General served for like 10-year terms. So it, would, it could span... Yeah. Uh, administrations yeah. and stand, you know, Republicans and Democrats, but you know, it's gotten away from it. It's such a partisan situation now. It's just a fucking mess. Let me ask you a quick question. We got private industries owning prisons, right? Mm-hmm. Would it be fair to hire a private industry or a, a private company just to monitor or uh, police? We got private prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you just want, so you just want independent counsel over the police. He's yeah. not talking about counsel. Yeah. He's talking about running the police. Nah, he ain't right? talking about counsel. Yeah. No, he's talking, not, about, he's he's talking the about the public party. IA is what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, like just looking at private entity over the, the police. That looks yeah. over the overseas police oh, okay. policy. Okay. Or overseas the the procedures of police. I got you. The uh, only problem I got is I don't like the profit motive involved in shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, have I have a problem with that too. And KB, that was an excellent point. When you put profit motive in it, yeah, it, yeah, it, 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 it goes to hell. I mean, but but Why not the community is like a solution. You look at huh? it like it's a resource. I mean, we're trying to implement some policies, and you know, if we 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 vote on stuff or we try to change the laws, are they going to be followed? And well, the, the issue is not, are they going to be followed? You do have to put in, it's not about that. It's about putting in your people, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That have your interest, your community's interest at heart to change the laws or to change, you know, uh, to that will have an effect on policy. Because at the end of the day, it's going to have to, there's going to have to be a legislative uh, uh, agenda to counteract the, the, the police narrative. The, the, you know, the police, they go by an internal memo, internal memorandum that what is, what is their policy? And that's what they live by. That's what they teach their cadets. What is the policy, right? Section 1983, which is the uh, uh, civil rights uh, statute of uh, under the United States Code essentially says that you have to be able to show that the police officers breach some type of policy or agenda within their own police department to even hold them accountable. And those particular policies are, it's hard to prove that. The qualified immunity that they give police officers is a high hurdle. It is a so even when you have to sue a police officer, on in, whether it be in his individual capacity or the department itself, you got to get past the qualified immunity hurdle. And it's hard to do that. Yeah. And so legislation has to, one, abolish that qualified immunity yeah. hurdle. 
So make individual police officers accountable, right? And then it has to be able to put in a, 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 a law, legislation, that essentially holds the police department accountable. My One of the solutions that I heard, and I don't know where I got this from, is where you make certain that every single police officer has an insurance. Has insurance. Yeah. Dick Gregory. Yeah. I was yeah. just about to say that. Yeah, Dick, Dick Gregory, Gregory said that. Was, one of the yeah. Best. Yeah. was it Dick Gregory? I yeah, 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 yeah. Dick Gregory said it. Dick Gregory yeah. did? He's dead. Yeah. He, did. he said it a long time ago. <laughs> he said it years ago. <laughs> he said it years that. ago. Right. So you put in an insurance for every... Every officer pays into an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. On if they shoot somebody, yeah, then guess what? The it comes out of the insurance. Yeah. So that no, the, they need to have they need to have a personal excess liability policy that they pay for. Because, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, you not just like the pool, like the cut, like the the, the state pays for, or this other, I mean that municipality pays for. Because here's the thing: there's a reason why you don't drive 100 miles an hour everywhere you go even though you might like to do that, because I don't know y'all are rich, and y'all got, you know, expensive cars and whatnot. But you do that, one, because you don't want to get that speeding ticket, but you also don't want to get your insurance rates to blow up. Exactly. Right? You govern yourself according to, you know, having to be managed by that insurance. You take care of your house because you don't want to have a homeowner's claim. So similarly, if you know you could get sued and you might have to engage in insurance policy or lose yeah. your insurance policy, yeah. and therefore your like your ability to work, yeah. you will start to ease back and say, maybe yeah. I just yeah. shouldn't shoot this man because he's running away. Yeah, exactly. Great, great point. Because yeah. guess what? On top of that, what I believe, and that and that's a solution. I love you, KB. I love you, team. Because that 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 idea to me is if you don't have insurance, you can't be an officer. Yeah. If and the thing about insured, it is, you think about. If you think about the right wing, the Republicans and all of that, they are all about market-based solutions. Let the market take care of itself. Cool. There it is. Go get you some insurance. And Go get you, you insurance. Do what you want to do. do, 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 do we'll be able to take care of his family. Okay. If oh, you're you're saying, you're but, saying, but on top of that, but, hey, Chuck, hold on. One, one second. I don't mean to dominate this shit. No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are if a lawyer, though. If you're not insurable, <laughs> I don't know what you said, team. But you are a lawyer, though. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I'm, I'm passionate. If you're right. not insurable, then guess what? You can't be a police officer. Correct. Because yeah, if you're not insurable, instance, you're right. talking from the like a uh, uh, just like a um, you know like getting something like bonded and licensed, like something. Nah, that, just like a doctor has malpractice insurance. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but you got a whole litany of cases. It's like, bro, you can't be on the police force here because you got all this background action. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me but let me tell y'all. Let me, let me tell y'all about y'all's suggestion. We 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 might as well all get into the insurance game because I'm, I'm in the insurance requ- game. If 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 you require all police to have insurance, all we're doing is paying into an insurance policy that's going to make an insurance company rich. Because at the end of the day, the whole the police department, like you said earlier, Jay got. They have that immunity piece that's going to always yeah, fall yeah. in their favor. You see what I'm saying? Boy, it's and, not a one part, it's, it's not a, it's not a single solution, though. It's a multi-part no, solution. No, I agree. I agree. But what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, like, you have to prove what have you to get them fired. You're going to have to prove the same thing with an insurance piece. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Somehow, yeah. some way, they got enough between whatever, again, the immunity cloud they have is going to say, well, it was a justified shooting. So yeah. I'm gonna retain. So I'm gonna retain my insurance coverage. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill that black mother, whoever, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. I'm still a cop. No, but here's the thing, Quasi. Here's oh. the thing. Just oh, like if you, claims, if you file three claims, if you file three claims based upon 
if you file three claims under your homeowner's insurance within the next couple of years, you're dropped. You're dropped. You're dropped. Let me let me yeah, let me speak from the insurance perspective. In the same regard, if you do the same thing, you got all these prior incidents. Guess what? That's part of your yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's guess your underwriting what? file. My thing is, is that the whole point is, is that you cannot become or continue to I be agree. a police officer unless you're insurable. Yeah, I agree. I like that. I like I like what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I'm well, just saying that, like you say about the claims, though. Yeah. If, if if you found out at fault in your claim, right, then that claim don't count against you. Well, so if so, if they keep getting off on these claims. They're still yeah. insurable. That's okay. the only point I'm yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, couple, let me let me speak from an insurance perspective. Just, you know, I let y'all talk the law. One, <laughs> if you have four or five claims that they don't pay out, they still gonna drop your ass as an insured. So believe that. Even if it's not your fault. Just mm-hmm. having too many claims, you're gonna get dropped in your insurance. That's one thing. Um, I mean, it's just like it's just like medical malpractice insurance. You know, doctors in the, in the hospitals that, 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 you know, provide that protection go out of their way to try to make sure that you don't get paid on the claim and it doesn't come back to hurt the doctor. But it is what it is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know, I, mean, I, I think it, I think that would work. I think. And, and also, yeah, remember, but, but, insurance Carl, companies are already other, rich. The other side of, of the insurance is that they're in a business. Hold on, let me, James, hold on one second. Uh, last one. But last point. Insurance companies are already rich. So don't worry about that. JT, go ahead. <laughs> No, what I was saying is that insurance companies are in the business to collect premiums, not to pay out yeah. um, any, any, any judgments or things like that. So That's true, too. And, so, and, and that's what makes it work, because the insurance company wins. That's free market. Let them do that, whatever. I hate insurance companies, but they'll get rich off of it. But that is a solution. And they'll, they'll start weeding out you know, bad risks. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but you know, and, 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 and we, whoa, yeah. KB, got you on fire, bro, because you're right, it weeds out bad risk. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it does. So, so when are we going to Capitol Hill? <laughs> well, you know what, actually, honestly, though, I think that's the real solution, you know what I'm saying? Like, the protests have happened, you know what I'm saying? They even got into Wakanda at one point. I was out, they was actually walking down Lakeshore Drive. Um, I was about to have to call the council and everything, but they, they kept it moving, they went all down to Bronzeville. But um, the protests have happened and the protests have been effective. You know, I think the George Floyd situation was so heinous yeah. and out of control. that It was just like, I mean, I'm sure it was some racists looking at that like, I can't miss too much. Like, yeah. come on, bro. Hands yeah. in your pockets. Yeah. Although, yeah. as an aside, if you look at the, at the real story, that was personal. Because they worked at the mm-hmm. same nightclub together. Yeah. I'm not going to go yeah. too far yeah. into this. Yeah. but. I think that was personal because he had his hands in his pocket and kneeled that man's neck in a very casual manner as if he knew what he was doing. But anyway, I, I, the protest- I got you, AKB. Um, just to return out of our tangent and go back to BLM, the Black Lives Matter, and all this. I'm movement. going in. Yeah. No, no, I know you are. My thing is, is like um, how, I guess one of the questions I have for BLM is how do they – how, how, without centralized leadership, right? And you've got things going there. I mean, now they're global. You got stuff going on in London, in, in Paris. They, they got stuff going on everywhere, right? Without centralized leadership, how do you keep it to where your message, those 13 principles that, that uh, Luke discussed before, does not get misconstrued?